Hello, 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 hello. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming this afternoon. Wow, this is echoey. Uh, my name's Matt, and uh, this seminar is about going to university. So I assume that most of you, if not all of you, are going to university this, this autumn. Can you put your hand up if that's, if that's you? Wow, great bunch of you. And also, there'll be some people here who are representing different uh, churches and uh, are maybe student workers as well. Do we have student workers that are here? A few dotted around. Okay. And towards the end of our time uh, this afternoon, there'll be an opportunity for you to meet some people, hopefully in the place that you're going to, uh, for university. And uh, I'm going to share a few things about my experience and my journey and then I've got a few friends also that are going to share their experience uh, because in many ways going to university can feel like you're kind of stepping into the unknown and I'm sure you're really excited about it, you're probably a little bit uh, nervous maybe about it as well, maybe you've got some questions about what it's going to be like and also maybe about what it means to be a Christian at university and uh, so in this hour that we've got uh, we're going to try and get to some of those questions as well, so it can be a little bit interactive as well. So that's why you got that paper uh, when you came in. We'll, we'll do that in, uh, in a little bit. But let me uh, introduce myself. Uh, my name is Matt Carvel. I'm from uh, Church of Christ the King in Brighton. Uh, one of the leaders there alongside uh, Joel and Stephen Dawson and some others that uh, you might know here at New Day. And... Um, I moved to Brighton to uh, go to university. So I grew up in the, uh, the Northwest, as you might be able to tell from my accent. And anyone here from the Northwest? Whoa, yeah. Great place to be. Uh, but I left there and uh, moved down to Brighton on the, uh, on the South Coast and really haven't, haven't gone back really uh, since. Uh, I've been living there for a number of years. I went to uh, Sussex University to uh, study economics and development studies. Anyone going to do economics? Yes, one. Great subject. Development studies. I bet there'll be hardly anyone doing development studies. One whoop over there. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I went to Sussex, did my degree there. And uh, actually, when I had finished my three years, kind of felt, oh, I'm, not, I'm really not done with university. University was such an amazing experience. I wanted to sort of keep the dream alive and keep going with it. And so I uh, started working for the church as a student worker and still been involved. Uh, in uh, student ministry and, and meeting regularly with students and helping them through their journey at university. And uh, I did that for about five years. And at the end of that five years, I kind of uh, wrote down uh, just some reflections, uh, some experiences, uh, and um, just some ideas and what the Bible says that's really relevant to uh, going to university uh, as a Christian. And uh, that resulted in this book, called First. Uh, some of you uh, might have seen it or might have heard of it. And uh, in an hour session today, we're probably not going to get to, uh, well, we're definitely not going to get to everything about what it means to be a Christian at university. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote this book and uh, actually hundreds of thousands of students actually have got that book and it's helped them uh, through university. Because really what it's all about is asking the question, how can, as a Christian, I live for Jesus at university? It kind of matches your experience, the things that you will face, uh, maybe the temptations, maybe the new experiences, maybe the, uh, the pressures of different friendship groups, and, and 
all the doors that open uh, when you get to university and the book's about how to match that experience with what the Bible says. How does God call us to live uh, in that context? And that's the attempt in the book is, is to match those things through. So um, yeah, that's that. University is a brilliant time. Like One of the main things I want to say to you is that you should be really, really looking forward to it. I hope you are already. And uh, in what I say today, I don't want to at all uh, take anything away from the amazing experience of university. It's a unique time in your life. And I just want to encourage you uh, to make, make the most of it. Uh, enjoy it. It's, it's a time actually where I guess in, what, in a lot of senses you, you grow up. Maybe already you feel that you're quite uh, grown up, uh, but uh, actually this experience of university uh, changes you in a lot of ways. It helps to shape you. I remember uh, one of the first memories of going to university and uh, feeling really grown up was uh, suddenly this new uh, thing of, of shaking hands with people. I, I, don't, I hadn't really done that much before, before going to university. When you meet someone, when you're at school or college or whatever, it's like, oh, hey, how, how's it going? Um, but then when you get to university, it's all like, oh, shake people's hands. That's, that's, what you, that's one of the things you do. Just a heads up there. That's one of those sort of grown-up things you do at university. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's taking, a, it's taking a, a step up in the world into a whole host of uh, new things. And uh, it's an exciting time. You'll make some friends that will last a lifetime. Uh, maybe you'll uh, meet someone that you'll uh, eventually marry. Uh, that happens, not with everyone, but it happens a lot at university. I met my wife at uh, university and uh, Tim and Laura that are going to be sharing later, they met at university as well, they're now married. Uh, so that's exciting. But as well as that, university, you really start thinking about the trajectory that your life is going what you prioritize in life because really probably for most of you it's the first time that you're living completely away from your parents from maybe your old friendship groups all the people that you you know maybe you're leaving behind and you're sort of starting a new life in many ways it might feel like it's you're on your own and that's a a great opportunity to really uh you know be be someone new have new experiences and um, discover what you really want to do, and it's, it's, a, it's a great time uh, for, for that. Maybe you'll start thinking about what career you want to do as well. But in all those kind of new experiences, you've also got to make a decision, what part is God going to play in your life? And as I say, because you're kind of starting out again in a new context probably, you're going to have to make that decision for yourself. Actually, when you're here at New Day this week, um, actually being a Christian, to be honest, is quite easy. Because actually the, the flow of everyone is, you know, going to uh, this, this place, worshipping God together, hearing teaching from the Bible, uh, praying with one another. And everyone around you uh, is, is Christian, or at least most of the people around you are. And so in some ways, in some ways, when you go to university, it might feel like it's quite the opposite, that actually you're stepping into it, as I assume most in this room are Christians, and so you're stepping into university, and you'll feel that the whole flow of friendship groups and everyone around you, they don't prioritize God. I mean, this is not something that's completely new to you. I'm sure you've had this at school and college as well, but actually you probably feel the weight of it even more when you get to university. 
and uh, actually making some decisions for God and making some decisions because you're a Christian is not an easy thing to do. And actually, very sadly, many people who go to university as Christians and kind of grown up as, as Christians find that pressure of everyone else uh, just kind of sweeps them along and, and God uh, gets on the back burner and... Uh, that doesn't really work when you put God on the back burner and, and what happens is uh, your prioritizing God kind of completely slips away. And so that's maybe the negative aspect of it. But on a positive note, and I've known this in my own life and it's what we uh, try and do with our students in Brighton and what we've seen is that our university is an amazing context to get to know God better for yourself and actually really grow in your faith. And hopefully uh, what Tim and Laura will share in a little bit is just their experience of that. It's an amazing opportunity to get to know God better, to deepen your relationship with him. And uh, that's my prayer for all of you in this room, that actually through the next three years or however long at university, uh, you really get excited about God in a way that you've not uh, experienced that before. And I'm sure that's what God wants to do uh, in your life. There are, just, there are three things that I just want to point to as why it is worth prioritizing Jesus at university. It's not easy. You know, the reason I wrote this book and uh, have been involved in student ministry for a long time is it's not easy uh, being a Christian at university. But actually, it can be an incredibly exciting adventure with God. And there are three reasons I want to give right now as why... Putting Jesus first when at uni is incredibly the best thing to do. Let me read uh, some verses from uh, John chapter 1. It says this, John chapter 1 verse 9, The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. And he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But, this is Jesus, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, uh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Through Jesus Christ, we are God's children. And that doesn't change when you go to university. In fact, I'm praying that you discover that in a new way. You know... For those of you who are going to university, in just a few months' time, you'll have this experience where you get there on your first day and whoever's dropped you off, your parents, uh, they've they've dropped you there and you you say goodbye to them and they uh, drive away and you're there kind of on your own. And you've probably not met anyone yet at university. and Maybe you're sitting in your room. That'll be an experience you'll have in just a few months' time. And God wants to say to you that, you are his child and that he loves you. Actually, that first step into university can feel like a bit, you're doing it on your own, but you're not doing it on your own. Through Jesus Christ, God is our father. And he wants to say to us that, my child, I'm with you. So I want you to remember that on your first day at university. You know, to share a little bit about uh, my story and my journey, um, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were Christians. Uh, and then through my, uh, from about 16, 17, 18, late teens, um, I thought I w- wanted to do my own thing. I kind of turned away from God and uh, lived with other priorities, basically. 
And uh, God, because God loved me, he, he brought me back to him. And uh, what ended up happening was I was on a, um, a camp in America. Before I went to university, I sort of signed up to do a kid's camp. Maybe some of you have done this kind of experience or you're going to do. And uh, I was in America working at this kid's camp. And, and it was a Christian camp. Even though I'd spent most of my gap year just kind of ignoring God and living for myself, I ended up on this Christian camp. And uh, one of my roles was to uh, teach uh, do sort of Bible studies with, with the kids. And um, because I had grown up in church, I kind of knew how to do that, even though my heart, at first at least, wasn't really in it that much. And um, through that experience, though, of just teaching these simple truths about God's love and that he's a father to us and that he cares about us, God really began to speak again to my heart. And I realized, well, what I realized was even though I'd ignored God for the last year of my life really at that point God still wanted me he still wanted me he still had a plan for me he still had a purpose for me he would even use some like me who had ignored him to actually teach uh, other you know children how to get to know God for themselves and that was an amazing humbling experience for me and God wants you he is a father to you The second reason that Jesus is worth prioritizing is that he satisfies our desires. It says this in uh, Psalm 37 verse 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Sometimes you might be familiar with that verse. uh, You might have come across it before. And when we talk about the desires of our hearts, we might think that it's talking about certain things that we might be praying for or asking God for. Uh, you know, God, give me the desires of my heart. And that's, that's true. But also, I think it's talking about just those desires, the things that we uh, want, the sort of feelings that we have, as well as the kind of objects that we might be desiring. And, you know, university, let's be honest, is famous uh, or infamous, really, for, for a lot of things that are quite far away from uh, what God uh, wants for people. For, for for people like you, you know, actually what um, university is famous for is kind of drinking culture, it's uh, casual relationships and, and casual sex and uh, f- freedom to explore lots of different experiences and take drugs and that sort of thing. Actually, that's, that's part of the university experience. And um, it's kind of tempting to think, oh, that's, that's the cool thing to do, that's the popular thing, that's what... Um, uh, you know, all the people that are in do, and actually being a Christian is really just kind of what it means to be a Christian at university, kind of shutting your door to that and just blocking yourself off and saying, no, that's, that's all bad. But I, I think we do need to be wise about the decisions that we make, but actually I think what it means to be a Christian is to see, God gives us the perspective to see what's really going on. All those things that we see are, that are part of university life uh, are actually people looking to satisfy the desires in the hearts. You know what? As people go to university, as thousands of people around the country go to university for the first time uh, in just a couple of months, whatever faith they have or whether they don't have faith at all in any God, they have the same desires. We all have them in our hearts. We have desires to be accepted we, have, we want, have desires, we want to be popular, we want to be respected by people, we want to be valued, we want to be loved. 
And actually, all the things that we can think are, um, you know, as I say, university is famous for, they're actually people trying to satisfy those desires. And I, I know this from, from both sides, really, because I've experienced it myself. As I say, when, uh, during a period in my life when I was far from God, you know, I would, um, I would go out with my friends and get drunk and, uh, you know, party and that sort of thing. And on the surface of it, it looked like, oh, that's just the things that teenagers do. But actually, I knew in my life, the reason that I was doing those things and wanted to be like that is because I had insecurities about who I was. I wanted to be popular. I wanted to have respect uh, from, from friends and other people and thought of as cool because I, was, I, you know, I had anxieties about who I was and I wasn't sure about myself. And that is so much about what goes on at university. It's, it's, not, it's not just don't focus on those things that people are doing. Actually, what's going on is they're looking for ways to satisfy those desires, to be in with that crowd, to be thought of as cool and that sort of thing. But actually, the Christian is able to step back from that and say, actually, satisfying those desires with that thing is not satisfying ultimately it's not lasting friends you might get friends at university and and enjoy that and be popular and stuff and friends might think that you're worth respect or you know if you're pursuing relationships and and sex which many people do at university and maybe someone will think that you're worth sleeping with but actually Jesus is so much greater than these things because Jesus thinks you're worth dying for. Actually, if we want acceptance, if we want love, if we want to feel that we're valued by someone, actually the acceptance and love and value that Jesus gives us by dying on the cross for us and saying, you're mine, I love you, I care about you, that is so much greater than all those other things that we can pursue. Because the other things that we try and pursue, they're, they're never enough. They never do satisfy those desires. Jesus satisfies our desires in a deep and lasting way. So it's not those, you know, the, those things that, um, that I've been talking about are, you know, they're bad and Jesus is good. No, it's, it's that Jesus is better. You have something better in Christ. That means that you don't have to live the way other people live. I want to encourage you to discover that more and more for yourself at university. Finally, the third thing, the third reason Jesus is worth prioritizing is that he gives us grace for every moment. Let me read out uh, one more verse uh, to you from the Bible. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. It says this, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency, listen to this, all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Do you hear that? All sufficiency in all things at all times. That's God's grace for you. That's an amazing uh, promise. And so all the experience of university... It's important that we see God's grace in all of it. As I've said, university is amazing. You, it's going to be so much fun. You're going to make some great friends. You're going to have some great laughs. 
and all those good things, they're gifts from God. He wants you to enjoy them. And so we can see those things as a gift from him. As I've said, university can be difficult. There can be lows as well. We know that being a Christian doesn't mean that your life is constantly on high and you don't have to uh, go through any sort of valleys at all. No, actually there's, there's lows as well. But actually what God offers us is that he's a comforter and an encourager. University can sometimes feel like a, a lonely place because when we get there, we might not know anyone. But the Bible says that God's grace to us is that Jesus is closer than a brother. He's with us. He's close to us. Some of the students that I've spoken to over the years, they can actually get to university and feel very overwhelmed by the people, by what they've been asked to do, by the workload or things like that. Actually, God gives us peace. That's the promise from the Bible. God gives us peace. When we're hurting, God is a healer. God is a healer. I'm sure you've seen that this week. And when we sin, he is a forgiver. You know, I want to encourage you to put Jesus first in your life when you go to university. I want to encourage you that the, what the Bible, what Jesus calls the narrow road of following him, I want to encourage you as much as you can to walk down that road and know that that is a road of joy. It might be difficult sometimes, but it is so worth it. But let's face it, face it none of us follow Jesus perfectly. We all fall short of the way we want to live, never mind the way uh, Jesus invites us to live. But actually, Jesus is a forgiver. And those um, temptations and situations and peer pressure that you'll face at university, you know, maybe you're going to, well, you are, in different ways, you'll fall short of following Jesus perfectly. But Jesus is a forgiver. He loves us enough that our, the, things, the ways that we let him down are not a barrier to God anymore. And all those aspects of God, who he is to us, a comfort, an encourager, a forgiver, you know, popularity doesn't do that. You know, through my teenage years and just actually before I went to university, popularity was such a big thing in my life. I just wanted to be thought of as cool by other people. And I went down lots of different roads trying to gain that respect and gain that popularity. But actually seeking popularity, that, that wasn't a comfort to me when I felt down. Actually, it made me feel even worse. When I was feeling overwhelmed, it didn't, it, popularity didn't help. But in all these different ways, God, putting God first, helps us and blesses us and we can know his grace in every moment that we go through. So finally, in this book actually, on the front cover it says, A Biblical Guide to Living for Jesus at Uni. And uh, I think if I was to write it again, I would, I, would change, I would change that. Because I want to encourage you that God doesn't, in one sense, God doesn't want you to live for him at university as if it's a kind of like performance and you're doing it for God and, and um, that you want to live up to a certain standard and be a you know, shining Christian. God wants you to be a shining Christian, but that doesn't come from a sense of being a, a Christian performer. No, we're not living for Jesus. We're living with Jesus. He goes with you at university. He is there with you. 
in the ups and the downs, he is there all the way through it. And even if you find at university that you get swept along a little bit with everyone else and you lose sight, Jesus is still there. He is reaching out to you and uh, we get to live with Jesus uh, at university. Thank you very much. How are you doing? All right? It's very hot in here, isn't it? I hope you haven't all fallen asleep. I'm sure you haven't. Um, My name's Tim. Um, At the moment, I uh, lead the student work at Church of Christ the King in Brighton uh, with my much better looking wife, Laura. Um, I just want to Basically, for, for about five minutes, I just want to tell you a few things um, that, are, that I've really learned since I've been at university. Actually, I've been to university twice, so if anyone's qualified to talk about this, I think it's probably me. Um, the first time I went to university, um, I, I wasn't, wasn't a Christian. I wasn't walking with God. Uh, I wouldn't say that, that Jesus was actually the number one priority in my life. Um, and basically, in my first year of university, I went to Sussex University to study law. Any lawyers out there? Budding lawyers? No? That's fine. Um, I, I basically just did what you will see all of your friends who don't know Jesus yet are doing. I, I got drunk. Uh, I just wanted to, to try drugs. I wanted to um, do all those things. Um, and, yeah, I just wasn't living for God at all. I wasn't... The, the priority of my life was not Jesus. I wasn't walking with Jesus at all. I wasn't um, really thinking about him. I was really just trying my best to, to ignore him. But, but God actually, um, in this tent about three years ago, he, uh, he saved me. Um, he, he put an incredible call on my life. He, he showed me his love for me. And actually, I went back to university as a Christian. Now, many of you, a, a, a statistic that might shock you is that 75% of people who say, I'm a Christian, um, I go to church, um, I, I love Jesus, 75% of people who would say that when they go to university never go to church. So maybe I'd love for that statistic not to be reflected here. I'd love if every single one of you when you go to university say, yes, I went to church, I got so stuck in. And actually, the reason that, that, we, that that is, you know, our heart for students in Brighton, and I'm sure it's the heart of every church in, in every city, in every town, actually is because we want to help you to get to know Jesus better. Is exactly like what Matt was saying. The best thing that you can do when you're at university is to know Jesus better yourself, and it's to share Jesus with other people. The Bible makes it so, so clear that those are the two best things that you can do. And actually, the way that we do that, the, the, the way that um, we, we do that is through his church. It's through being committed to his church. It's through playing a part in his church. And two things that really stuck out to me when I, um, when I came back to Jesus um, were reading the Bible and praying. Now, they might seem like things maybe, maybe a bit boring to you, maybe a bit kind of, well, you know, wh- why are you telling me this now? I know how to read the Bible. I know how to pray. Well... When you come to university, you will find that there is, you are free to do whatever you want to do. Your mum and dad are not going to be there, hopefully not going to be there, telling you what time to go to bed. They're probably not going to be telling you when you need to do your laundry. They're probably not going to be saying, actually, you know, I think it's probably about time you, you, know, you kind of read your Bible now. Maybe they do that now for you, but they will not be doing it then. And actually, like, that's, that's an incredible opportunity exactly like Matt was saying, to further and deepen your relationship with Jesus. 
the reason that, that is is because actually, you know, you can choose Jesus. You can choose. I say, yeah, I want to spend 10 minutes at the start of every day. I want to spend that time praying to Jesus, reading his word. Maybe think now, actually, no, to read the Bible properly, I've probably got to spend about kind of half an hour, 45 minutes doing that. Guys, that's brilliant. If you, if you have that passion to read the Bible, don't lose that passion. That is, that is such a good thing. But you don't have to spend half an hour every day because that's a daunting thing and, 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 and it, it's hard. If you, if you can get... Does anyone, does anyone not have a copy of this book? Put, a copy, put your hands up if you don't have a copy of this book. All right. One of you can have that. In that book, there is a guide to how to read the Bible in 10 minutes. And that you might think, well, you can't do that. Trust me, you can. And you can still get so much out of it. But do you know what? I, if I'd never gone to church, if I'd never got stuck in with my, uh, with my church, I would never have been able to do that. Because actually, the way that that was taught to me was just by a guy saying to me, hey, I'd love to meet up with you. I'd love to just teach you how to know Jesus better. That would never have happened to me if I'd actually just been like, you know what? Yeah, I am a Christian, but I'm just kind of, kind of do my own thing. I'm not really going to get involved in the church. It will do you so much good to get stuck into a church. That is one of the reasons why. You have, you, you'll learn how to do things independently of your family, which is, and families are brilliant, but you'll learn how to do things independently of them, and you'll learn how to have a relationship with Jesus independently of them. Second thing, praying. It can, sometimes the thing that I found, at least, was when, you know, when I was in my teens, I kind of felt like I had to put a kind of facade on. I had to kind of use a certain, a few kind of certain words every time I prayed. I had to be like, you know, to kind of sound impressive and to kind of actually not be real with God. You know what? Jesus wants you to be you when you're praying. He, he, he doesn't want you to put on a facade. He doesn't want you to try and use really impressive words to try and impress him and to try and get him to, to love you more. That's not how it works. Actually, learning how to pray is such a powerful, powerful thing. It says, you know, in the Bible, you don't have things because you don't ask me for them. That's what God says. So if we're asking God for things, if we're, if we're not just talking to him, but also listening to him as well, then you, that, there is so, so much power in that. And again, the, the, the way that I did that was, was by going to prayer meetings at my church. It was, it was by praying with, with other um, student guys who were in the same situation as me. It was by, um, by learning from incredible leaders. That is how um, I was able to know Jesus better. Those are just two things. I could, I could honestly talk for an hour and I could tell you so much more, but, but those are two things why I think is so, so important and in my experience have, have so helped me to know Jesus better and to love Jesus better. I'm just going to hand over to my wife. Hello, is this on? Great. Thanks. So yeah, my experience of uni was just great. I only went once, not twice, but it's still good if you just go once, so you're all right. Um, yeah, so I became a Christian here about five or six years ago. I was 16. I wasn't from a Christian background. So I just about got to bearings with what I thought about, about my relationship with God. And then I was thrown in at uni. So 
I was a bit like, oh, it's a bit of a whirlwind. It was quite daunting and scary if you don't know anyone that's a Christian. But it was just great. Um, I, yeah, I would just encourage you so much to get plugged into a church. Um, just like Tim was saying, that's how, you, that's how you make great friends. And Christian friends are just massive at uni. They're so important. They're so helpful. Um, so I'd really encourage you to do that. Um, but yeah, uni is so good. And it's really, I found it so helpful to see that as my mission. So wherever you're going to uni, if it's not your first choice, if it's your second choice, if, you're, if you don't get why you're there, God has put you there for a reason. That's your mission. That's your playing field. And um, that's so exciting. So the people you're around, God's put around you for a reason. And um, I didn't it took me a while to get that at first. I didn't come to uni being like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to share the gospel with everyone that comes in my way. Um, it took me about two weeks to tell my housemates that I went to church. Um, and I would encourage you not to do that and to do it as quick as possible because they're actually surprisingly encouraging. And I think I found that most people I met when I said I was a Christian or I, I believed in God were intrigued rather than like, oh, what is that about? Um, so, yeah, it, it's not... It doesn't have to be a scary thing to tell people you're a Christian. Um, I wish I learned that a bit earlier on. And yeah, when you go to church, when you tell people that you go to church, you're almost being accountable to someone else. People, people will be like, oh, are you going to church? And maybe that's a, a bit of a push to, to get there if, if that's something you'd find difficult. Um, so yeah, when I finally managed to tell people I was a Christian, I found a group of girls that were great that I managed to live with in my second and third year. And it was such a privilege. So I lived with four other non-Christians, um, which was difficult at times. And I think, like Matt was saying, the uni culture is, is not necessarily pro-religion or pro-Christian. So that had its difficulties. But actually, it was such a privilege to live with people that aren't Christians. And it's the only opportunity I'll have in my whole life to live with some people that aren't Christians. And I think it's really important to share the gospel as much as you can with people, telling people about Jesus. But also I've learned that um, you can do that just through relationships as well. It's, it's really great if you can go and tell someone um, what you think about Christianity or what the Bible means to you. But it's also great if you can just sit in a room and just make friends, just be someone's friend, be there to listen to them. I think at uni you find quite a culture where you have to fit in. And I think it's massive for you to just sit down and listen to someone's questions or listen to what they're going through. And I think in you doing that, you're being a light, like the Bible says, you're the light of the world. In doing that, you're the light in that situation. I was the only Christian my housemates knew while they were at uni. And I didn't always do the best that I could have done. I didn't always answer their questions really well, but you learn, and I, th I think I might have got a bit better. But actually, I could say that I was their friend. I could say that they probably learned a bit more about me and about how Christianity affects my life that they wouldn't have known if they didn't live with me. So I just want to encourage you to be yourself. That sounds a bit like cringy and lame, but actually you just being yourself, um, Jesus will shine through you. If you're praying and reading your Bible and you're stuck in a church, then even if you're just hanging out with some guys, then they will see that. They'll see there's something different about you. And I find that people ask me a lot more questions than I thought they would, which is really encouraging. It just means that that does happen, that you do... Um, yeah, Jesus does work through you, even if you're not uh, preaching to the world. And that's great. But uh, yeah, I just think it's great to also just be friends with people, get to know people. And yeah, it's really exciting. I just want to encourage you that uni is great. You get to meet great people. And yeah, it's good. Be excited. Brilliant.
Well done, Laura. Right, now it's time for questions. So, whether you're good at making paper airplanes and you can like fly them up to the front and see if you can see if you can hit this uh, stand here, or if you want to do, screw up a, screw your piece of paper up in a ball once you've written a question on, obviously, and throw it forward. And uh, let's see how. We, right, come on, 30 seconds. Get your questions up, and then we'll do as uh, many as we can get time for. It can be about any aspect of university life or being a Christian or it could be about relationships or it could be about whatever you want to talk about. University, really. Okay, so there's a question here about um, being really kind of focused on your studies. Maybe you're doing a degree uh, that will be really kind of time intensive like uh, medicine uh, or, or I would say probably law and other, there's certain degrees that you'll, you'll find because you'll meet different people doing different degrees that are more uh, time consuming than, than other degrees. Um, and the question is about how, how, do you fit, how do you fit God in? I think, well, basically you, you, make, you make time for what you prioritize and actually um, the place that God has in your life will be reflected in the time that you give to, as Tim was talking about, reading your Bible or spending time with Him or having a quiet time and that sort of thing. I think um, God gives you uh, all the time that you need uh, for what He wants you to do. Now, maybe for in this example, for uh, you you've got onto a uh, medical degree and you feel God's really got you there and that's what he really wants you to do, which is brilliant. But fundamentally, like I was talking about before, God is a father to you and the most important thing uh, in your life is your relationship with him. And that's ultimately what he's most concerned with. And actually, the Bible says, you know, seek first the kingdom, put God first and uh, Everything else he'll 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 give to you. You know, trust uh, yourself to God, and He'll look after those uh, other aspects of your life. So you maybe think your degree is really really important, but actually, just take that small step. And as Tim was saying, it doesn't have to be huge amounts of time. Just being with God every single day can have a, such a transforming uh, effect in your life. So I would say set goals. Uh, Take ownership of your diary, of your time. Probably most of you don't even keep a sort of diary of things that you're doing. You'll probably find that as you get through university, you'll have lots more pressures on your time. So make sure your diary reflects what your priorities actually are, and God will give you the time to do everything you need. Tim. Yeah, you've got a really good question here. How can we share the gospel with non-Christians without seeming judgmental or offensive? Excellent question. Um, the first thing I would say to that is, is the premise behind that question is brilliant because you're already thinking about actually how can I live um, in a way that, uh, that I'm going to be actually sharing Jesus and sharing the gospel with people. So that's brilliant. And that's, that's something that, that, um, that is so, so important when you come to university. Um, what I would say, and maybe this might be, some, might be hard for you. It's very hard for me. It's not as hard for my wife, but, but actually listening to people is sometimes, sometimes so easy to think, well, you know, I'm a Christian, so I've basically got to basically tell everyone exactly what I think. And, and it's, it's certainly we do need to be telling people what we think, um, but we also need to be listening. We, because if you don't listen to people, you'll never be able to understand actually that any of the objections that they have, you'll never be able to understand actually, you know, what are some real hard points about what we believe as Christians for them to kind of get to grips with and for them to kind of understand. So I would say listen is just such an important thing to do as well as speaking. Um, 
both are incredibly important. But also, um, I think it's hard to... Some, some of the things that we believe as Christians will be and seem offensive to people. And, and that is something that, that, because of the way that our culture is, because our culture says actually the individual we are the most important people in our lives. Whereas actually, we say, actually, no, Jesus is the most important person in my life. And, and those, like, exactly, if you're in the 15 to 19s this morning, it, it, exactly what Andrew was saying, they just, those two things just clash. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be going around offending every single person that you kind of come into contact with. Not at all. And the Bible speaks a lot about harsh words. And I'd encourage you not to speak harshly, but actually, you know, the Bible says, speak the truth in love. And that's often a very, very hard line to find and something that I find um, incredibly hard. But, but let me just say this. It's, it, sometimes it's okay to disagree with people. And it, sometimes you actually, sometimes you will inevitably offend people. Because if you're just exactly the same as them, then that's not really living for Jesus. So what I would say is, actually, we need to, we need to be listening to people. Certainly, we need to be living alongside non-Christians, but we also need to be standing up for the things that we believe in as well and actually communicating that in a way that, that, that actually Jesus would as well. Jesus, read the Bible. Like Jesus did offend people, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but actually, we need to make sure that we're listening to people. We need to make sure that actually the place that is coming from is out of a desire for them to know Jesus better than themselves. Uh, yeah, I've got a question about what societies do you recommend that we should join? Or another one saying about CU. And um, yeah, I think that's a really personal preference. I wouldn't say there's societies that you should or shouldn't join. I think you should just be, um, yeah, yourself. If there's things that you want to join, if you really like a sport, if you really like anything. There's societies for absolutely anything. There's a hummus society at Sussex. I don't really know what they do. But there's societies for anything and anything you're interested in, you should go along. Um, because, yeah, it's likely that you might find people that are similar to you. Um, there's a guy, I know some, a lot of people say the sports uh, societies is quite a hard drinking culture. They go out and that's true. But there's a guy that goes to our church that is really involved in the rugby. And he started, every so often they have like prayer meetings before they, before they play. So um, I would say in any society, in any uh, thing that you like to do, there's a chance for you to be a Christian. And that there isn't a right or wrong thing. Um, yeah, I didn't enjoy, actually enjoy, I didn't join any just because um, I was really busy and actually I found that quite a few people didn't. Uh, but it's a great thing to do if, you're, if there's something you really like doing. And the question about CU, I think that really, I think CUs are all quite different depending on what uni you go to. So some of them are really big and some of them are not as big and some of them depend on what churches are quite involved in the area. So um, I'd recommend if you, yeah, you should go if you want to go. They're um, a great way to meet other Christians. They're also a great way to find out about churches. Um, it's, yeah, you might find like the biggest student churches are maybe the ones that more people from CU go. So that's a great way to get involved into more churches. And CUs are great. They do loads. The one thing I would say is I just wouldn't... I think church is more important. So if you're going to choose one, choose a church because a church is looking out for you. A church cares about... Um, yeah, that churches are better. So CUs are great, and they work great for students and everything they do on campus and things like that. But if you're going to choose one, I'd urge you to get more stuck in in a church than a CU. That's great. I mean, 
just just to echo that as well. I, I was involved with the CU at university. I loved it, really enjoyed it, and it's a great way to uh, reach out to other students uh, with the gospel. And so if you find a CU that's doing that and commit to that, get, get involved with that. Uh, this is kind of a related question. How do you find a good church? Um, that's a really important question because we've kind of been saying about how important it is to find a, a church uh, at university. And, um, well, I would say visit maybe four five churches at most. Uh, don't spend too long sort of visiting uh, different churches. Um, but... They'll probably ones that are, are, are reaching out to students that, that they'll make themselves known to you or just Google it or, as Laura said, go along to the CU to find out what the churches are. Um, but one of the things when it comes to deciding what church uh, fits you, in one sense, we kind of flip this around the wrong way because sometimes we go into it thinking, oh, I want a church that you know, suits my preferences, the things that I really like or that sort of thing. But the thing is, we, none of us are part of perfect churches. And actually, uh, church shouldn't be about what meets, fundamentally, what meets your needs, you know. Uh, The church is who we're a part of in order to grow and to serve others. So if it's a church that you feel that you can grow, it's got people and uh, teaching that's going to challenge you to love Jesus more, uh, that is something to look for and hold on to. But it might, in terms of the style of the way it does that, the style of music, the style of the service, uh, those things don't matter as much. You want to see a church that has this priority of holding on to what God says and wants to follow it and wants to reach out uh, to other people with that gospel message, uh, you might find that you go to a church that's completely different in style to the one that you're used to. That's, that's totally fine. But as long as you uh, find a church that has a loving Jesus and sharing that gospel message, that church is going to be a brilliant one for you. And look to get stuck in as soon as possible. One of the ways that we grow most of all by uh, being part of a church is really being part of it. Not just being a spectator, but playing a part and uh, getting involved in serving, getting involved in the ministries that are going on. Don't wait too long. Give yourself to the church. Don't look for a church that's going to serve you. Give yourself uh, to a church. Tim. What does living in the world and not of the world look like on Freshers' Week? Great question. We've had loads of questions about this, actually. Um, you need to... We've talked a lot about sharing Jesus. So um, you, you definitely be... Don't kind of sit in your room um, kind of all day and think, oh, you know, I can't, I can't mix with those, you know, those sinners out there. That, that's ridiculous. We're all sinners. Like, God, God has saved all of us from a place of actually being sinners i would say this um there's you you can't make a blanket rule and say don't ever go out on freshers week you can't make a blanket rule and say don't ever drink alcohol but what i would say is actually um holy spirit talks a lot about about self-control um and from my own personal experience of freshers week um that is not something that is high on the agenda of of most people in fact it's actually the opposite um so what I would say is, actually, if you think that you can go out and that you can um, not get drunk and, not, and stay strong in that situation, I would say, if you, if you genuinely can say that, and if you can say that to God, then I would say, that's brilliant. And you, you've got a real gift there. Um, and so go for it. If you think, actually, you know what, it is such a temptation for me. Where my friends are drinking, I know what I can be like. I know that if they're drinking, I'm probably going to be drinking too. And if, you know, everything else that leads from that, 
if that is such a temptation for you, if that is something that you think, actually, I just don't know if I can do it and still show them Jesus, then I'd say, you know what, don't do it. And you know what, they might ask you questions about why you're not doing it, and that could be an opportunity there. So I, I don't think you can have a kind of a blanket rule, um, but I would say know where your weak points are. And if that's one of your weak points, going out, drinking, then I'd say like, try and stay away from that. Yeah, I've got a question on how do you deal with people or housemates who are always coming home drink, uh, drunk. Uh, so I guess that's a similar sort of thing as we said earlier. I think, I think that's a really tricky one. Um, and I think it's probably something that most people experience. I definitely did. And my first response is, response is to, to get really angry, obviously, if they've woken you up. But I think um, at the same time, it's really important to, to try your best to be loving um, which is not always easy, but I think that's what Jesus would have done in that situation. And it's, the, it's like Tim said earlier, speaking the truth in love. It's, it's perfectly all right for you to go up to them in the morning and be like, oh, actually, that was a bit annoying. You woke me up. Next time, can you just be a bit quieter? Uh, people are right, respectful. They're not animals. <laughs> I think if you say that to them, that might be different. Um, but yeah, I think saying, saying something like that and then maybe trying to forget about it and just being as loving as you can. I think some people's opinion of, of being a Christian is that you hate people that get drunk and you don't, like, you're not for that. And I think that is true in a sense, but I think for you to be as loving as you can to them will be more helpful for them to get to know Jesus rather than you being like, I don't, uh, I don't agree with that, I hate that, and I'm really angry with you. Right, I'm just going to answer one question, but uh, just to say at this point, if you are from a church uh, and you're looking to meet students that are coming to your church, could you just come forward as I'm answering this question, because I'll get you to introduce yourselves and, uh, in just a moment. So come, come forward, stand, stand here maybe, and uh, I'll, just, I'll just answer this last question. The last question here is it's about advice and uh, I guess worries about not getting into the university you're planning to or really maybe you're unsure about what degree to do or by extension what career to have and that sort of thing. Um, and where, where does God fit in uh, with that sort of thing? Well, God knows you, he loves you, he cares about you and uh, he's got a plan for your life. And sometimes it can be a bit uh, disconcerting and frustrating when we think, okay, God, you, I know you do have a plan for my life, but you've not really spoken to me. You've not really said uh, what that is. Uh, well, that could be the case, uh, and it could be that God just wants to uh, let you make a decision. It's not wrong to make your own decision. Actually, if your heart is to follow God and do what uh, He uh, says, uh, then actually making a decision, just choosing something that you like, uh, that you're interested in, uh, that you might think, oh, I could do that, I might like it. Maybe you don't feel that God's really spoken to you and said, this is the degree that you should do. Um, if, you've, if you've prayed about it, if you know that you've submitted to God with it, just, just try something. The amazing thing about knowing God is that even the things that we might see as mistakes, even the things that don't work out quite like we plan uh, them to, actually the Bible says God's working everything for our good. It says that. He works all things for good for those who love him. And uh, so we actually, co compared to people who don't know Jesus, we have an amazing truth to hang on to. Even if we, you know, I think it's ne next week when you get your results. Is that right? Next week or a couple of weeks? I can't hear what you're saying, so <laughs> I assume it's coming up soon. You might get to results day and think, oh no, it's all gone wrong. But the thing is, God 
God knows your life. And actually, even those, I mean, if you speak to anyone who's been a Christian for uh, a, certain, you know, a good amount of time in their life, they'll know even those times that we thought, oh, it's all gone wrong. Actually, God had a plan for it. God will turn around, turn it around for you, and he's got plans to bless you. And so you don't have to fear decisions like that. You don't have to fear that you'll take a wrong turn. If your heart is to love God, you can't take a wrong turn because God is going to be with you. God doesn't, if you, if you take a step, God's will is not like you have a really narrow path. Sometimes we think about this, God's will is a really narrow path, and if we step off it, God won't speak to us, or God doesn't like us anymore. No, actually, uh, God says a lot about what he wants us to do in life, but also he says that he's you know, given us a brain, he's given us the capacity to make decisions, and whatever happens, whatever situation we get ourselves in, he loves us, he knows us, and he'll be guiding us. So you don't have to worry about that. And uh, if you're unsure about what degree to do, just pick something that you think you might like, and uh, you never know where God's going to take that. There you go. Wow, we've got a lot, we've got a lot of student workers here. So I'll tell you what, I'll just start at this end and just, I'll pass the microphone uh, around and just, if you can just say what uh, town or city or where your university, uh, where your church is and then everyone else pay attention to uh, anyone that says the place that you're going to and then after that you can just come and speak to them and uh, this maybe will completely uh, avoid that uh, hassle at the beginning of university term of finding a church because you've already found one. It's great to go somewhere knowing that there's someone waiting for you ready to welcome you. So um, yeah, okay, we'll start at this end. Uh, I look after the students from Brunel, uh, Bucks, West London and London School of Theologies. Uh, I'm from Liverpool, and I can also answer questions on Huddersfield. Um, Lancaster, Lancaster City Church. Yeah, from Lancaster. I'm from Christ Central Preston. Um, the university at Preston is called the University of Central Lancashire, or UCLAN. Guys, reject your other offers, apply to Preston. Come join us, it's fantastic. So exciting. I'm Yasmin from East London, and I go to, to Hope Church Newham, which is in Stratford. I realise I've just named about three places. But um, East London and primarily UEL, Queen Mary. I'm from Ascot Life Church, and we'll be accommodating for students from Royal Holloway. Um, so we're from Birmingham, so there's a few unis there that you can come talk to us about. Cool. From Southampton, I go to Portswood Church. Lincoln, go to a live church. Uh, we're from Jubilee Coventry, and we also take uh, students from Warwick and Nexus come to Jubilee. Uh, so I'm at University of Bath, um, and Bath Spa as well. Uh, so my name's Simon, and this is Kyle, and we're from Swansea in South Wales, and we're hoping that some of you will come to speak to us and have that on your list of unis you might go to from Swansea, Wales. Yeah, we're from Bristol, so if you're going to there or UE, then come and chat to us. Uh, my name's Luke, this is Sarah. We're from the brand new Grace Church, Birmingham. Um, it's so new we don't even have flyers yet, but if you're interested in helping us start a new church in Birmingham, we would absolutely love to speak to you. So come and chat to us if you're going to any of the three uh, Birmingham universities. Uh, we're also here for Grace Church Nottingham as well, which is who are planting Grace Church Birmingham. So if you're, if you're from Nottingham, come speak to us about that as well. Uh, hi there, I'm Ewan. Uh, I'm from City Life Church in Portsmouth. Hi, uh, we're Fergal and Josh. We're at Christ Central Church in Portsmouth. Hey, I'm Lois. I'm from um, Redeemer Church in West London. 
King's Church, Leicester, also including De Montfort University students. Hi, I'm from King's Church, which is in Kingston in South London. I'm from uh, City Church, York, uh, so we deal with all the universities in York. Hi, I'm Ben, I'm from the University of Northampton. Hi, we're from uh, KCC in Southampton, but we cater for Southampton University and Solent, so come and speak to us. Hi, I'm Jim, this is Gabby, we're from Winchester. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm from Christchurch, Manchester. Hey, I'm Josh. I'm also with Nottingham, but uh, I'm, I'm living in Ipswich as well. So if anyone's coming to the University of Suffolk, come speak to me. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. So in a moment, go on there, uh, speak to them. And also, obviously, we're from Brighton. So if you're coming to Sussex or Brighton, uh, come and speak to these guys. Uh, we didn't get time to answer all your questions. So if you do just want to uh, come up and chat to us personally about questions that you have, please do that. If I could say to you guys that are meeting people, once you've got a uh, people that have come over to speak to you and uh, maybe take the conversations outside because there's a little guy on his little uh, truck thing that sort of cleans the hall and he wants to continue doing that. So maybe.